Let's go, y'all. Everybody, welcome to Ask Conversations again. Today we have me, Lynette. Hi, I'm Hi. from Floral Magic. And this is where the magic happens. This is where the floral magic happens. <laughs> Thank you, Lynette, for agreeing to do this on such short notice. No problem. And today we're in her studio here along King George's where you would pick up your flowers if you order from them. So, uh, in a nutshell, what do you do? How long has this been going on? Um, I know it's a family-run business and who's involved? Mm -hmm. So, the business is 21 years already. 21. Yeah. Um, we are an adult now. <laughs> yes, yes. I've been doing this for probably like 8 years out of mm -hmm. the 21 years. Mm -hmm. So, kind of grew up with the business mm -hmm. and um, well, I guess you could say that it's in my blood. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we do anything from like everyday bouquets, gifting bouquets, to weddings and events and corporate orders. So anything to do with flowers, we can execute. Yep. Yeah. And what is your role in this whole model? Mm, to be honest, the whole team does everything. Yeah. We are like Saikang warriors from yep. start to finish. Mm -hmm. But like, I love that I kind could, of energy. Because <laughs> that's I, how I am as well. Yeah. If I had to categorize it, I guess my front would mainly be in like weddings, yep. product development a bit, and also photographing all of our work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, that having said, it brings me to my next question. So, what does it take for a floral studio in this current climate to survive? So as you have mentioned, you have to do, you know, uh, coming up with new products, um, doing the photography. Yeah. Uh, everybody sees a beautiful front on Instagram and all that, right? Because you always have for to churn sure. out content. Yeah. Um, do you all have like a marketing agency, a PR agency or so? How does it work in the back end? <laughs> Just me. <laughs> so, I mean... We don't really, I mean, I don't have a marketing goal or uh, like an area that I, I, I try to push this business towards. Yeah. I feel like at the end of the day, our core really is um, our work. Yeah. So we are very much focused oh, on <laughs> focused on what we try to do with our flowers yep. more than what we can promise to do. You know so what, what I mean? you mean is, in a nutshell, you let the product do the talking. Exactly. And yeah. uh, people like products so they keep coming back. Mm. So I noticed, um, I follow your Instagram intently. I just ordered the Palm Springs Large Bouquet. <laughs> I was very, very... Um, to be honest with you, when I saw I just look at the colours. Because you know me, she knows me very yeah. well. I like like greens, I like like dried flowers. I'm not into the very colourful kind of flowers. So mm -hmm. when I saw the Palm Springs, I really liked it. And I was like, okay, I ordered one. I never studied it before I ordered it. I just knew it was all green. Yeah. So when it came and these palms were braided, mm. they were braided and in two different ways. Yeah. My daughter called the, the long leaf one like a pineapple, <laughs> right? And the other one looks to me very alien, which I really yeah. love. Um, I think that's also pushing boundaries because I'm mm. sure to braid a palm leaf yeah. takes time. A lot of time, yeah. So, how do you all come up with these ideas or like, you know, when seasonal flowers come up, how do you all know about it? How do you, what, who decides what to bring in and how do you put that together? Mm. So, 
with the, I mean, okay, specifically for the Palm Springs item, it was our idea to take very normal looking leaves that you see at the roadside or like growing at botanical gardens, that kind of stuff, and kind of twist it in a way that, literally. Yeah, that, he did, he did twist it, literally. <laughs> that would so make beautiful. people think again yeah. and take a second look. Yes. Because in essence, this is just a yellow palm. Yep. You can find yellow palm anywhere. Yep. But putting in the time and thinking about how we can use it in a way that, you know, it's exciting again also pushes our boundaries. Yep. So I think in that way people don't think of it as like, oh, I just spent a hundred bucks on like an arrangement. Like plans. Yeah. 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 Where I can like, you know, cut it from the roadside. But it's doing that something extra, that something more, that magic. Yeah. To that floral magic. <laughs> to make it <laughs> exciting again. Yeah. Yeah. And as for the seasonal part, like, how do you all know, or is it by experience that you know what comes in season at this time? Or um, I mean, whatever time of the year. Yeah, I think it's, a lot of it is based on experience because we study the seasons and all that. We used to have this, like, book, which was this tiny and it had all the seasons of flowers. Flower almanac. Yeah. But it was super outdated. It was like 10 years old at least. Yeah. And we sort of studied that. Then as I came into the business and got more familiar with like, you know, going out to buy flowers, seeing what's in season, that when I realized that um, it really takes experience to understand and know when the season of flowers are specifically, and also that when some flowers just come into season, they may not be at their prime yet. Mm-hmm. So even if you like order them, they may come a bit bulky or the buds are very small, they are mm-hmm. not at their prime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm guessing everything is important. Well, I would say 90%. Yeah. And yeah. Then, is there like a, a flower market where, where all florists go to get their flowers? Yeah, there are quite, quite a lot. So... We also, I mean, aside from the ones that everyone knows here, which is like the whole of Thompson Road. <laughs> yes, yes, that's then, where I go. Yeah. Guilty. <laughs> and we have our own suppliers, but we also order directly from Holland. Mm-hmm. Mm. So that gives us a good mix of uh, where our flowers come from. So we don't rely heavily on just one source. Yep. Mm. And then to put these flowers and leaves together. Yeah to come with a new bouquet, how often does that happen? Actually, it happens on the daily because we structure our online store in a way where all the items, are, we have different colour palettes, but all the items are based on this idea called omakase. Mm-hmm. So I think everybody would, would be very familiar with the omakase concept whereby you go to a restaurant and you completely trust the chef with whatever you're going to put in your mouth. Sometimes I get very disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> well, it happens. It, it happens, happens so. yeah. yeah. That was our idea behind it mm-hmm. because I think that is the best possible way for us to feature seasonal flowers mm-hmm. where I don't have to promise my clients a certain kind of flower mm-hmm. but I can promise them a colour palette which I can a- attain yep. and the choice of flowers is essentially up to me yep. and also season dependent. Yep. So with every bouquet that I'm sending out, it is always different. Yeah, And that's also... That lets the creative in you thrive. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. I, I wouldn't think that Floral Magic is the type of um, floral studio where it's like 
yes, another unicorn bouquet. Yeah, like copy you know and, I mean, and like paste. The copy and paste like, kind of thing. Yeah. So it's always about being a little bit different about pushing mm. boundaries, about what's next. Correct. Looking forward, right? Yeah. And that's why I like her so much. And they do all my fans. Yeah. And they've never disappointed. Even from like home bouquets to my daughter's type of bouquets to Mother's Day or even like my shop when I want to do Christmas. I, I truly do believe that she listens to her clients and then pushes that boundary and, and pushes the envelope to deliver what I want. Mm. And, yeah. And it's about working together. So I think in that sense... I don't know if you guys are very big into to flowers. Well, I'm not super into it, but I mm-hmm. really do think that they do complement um, if you have the pocket for it. Yeah. It does complement a lifestyle. It, 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 yeah. it, it adds to and never takes away from your, your, your current existing environment. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, going into our next question, my notes are here, handwritten five minutes before. <laughs> Hi. We are back again in different outfits just because the audio dropped because I didn't put batteries inside the transmitter last week. <laughs> so dear Lynette over here to come back. I mean, well, we came back to her studio and she very graciously accepted. Thank you, We have Lynette. more flowers now. We have more flowers. Actually, no, it's magic. It's the same day. We just changed outfits. <laughs> okay, so we have to jump back into it. We ended off with my next question is... And now we have to improvise because we, I threw in my notes as well. So, Lynette, let's talk a bit about the wedding climate now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Meaning, so now we have smaller weddings, right? Yeah. And the weddings that you used to do before were like for large ballrooms and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, what are the challenges in doing weddings now? Or what are the things you like about it? Mm. Um, I guess... There are things that I miss about the weddings before. So, like, we used to do huge ballrooms and, like, 100-table arrangements and all that. Um, But weddings of late have been very intimate, very small-scale, and there's a beauty about that as well. Um, I think people also tend to be a bit more last-minute during the season because they have no idea what's going on. Mm. you have to follow strictly by the rules and the rules are ever changing as well yes so it's a bit tricky for them to be planning a wedding yeah. so i think a lot of our clients nowadays are super last minute with their decision yeah um it stresses us as well because usually we place order for for the flowers for the weddings about a month before the wedding that's when we secure the blooms and then plan what we need in materials wise and place orders for them yeah um so now working with tighter timeline that means also that we are we can't really um, exact flowers in that sense so we really have to play by ear as well Um, shipments of flowers are also being like delayed they're not coming in like the recent uh, second wave in Taiwan Mm -hmm. no Taiwanese flowers were coming in at all we had no shipment so it was a bit difficult um, in that sense but I think it forces us to think out of the box, yep. um, out of our usual as well, yep. and then work with you know flowers that we are not used to, flowers that are you know just appear in the shipment, and then we have to procure them. Yeah. Mm. So, it's a it's a it's a two way thing. Yeah. Yeah. And how do you recommend people like? So I mean, thinking on 
as someone who's going to, let's say I'm going to get married and mm-hmm. as, as, as a florist, right? When should someone come up to you to let you know about their wedding plans? I mean, I, okay, given that everything right now, like, as yeah. she just said, is very ad hoc as well. Mm. Um, and I remember from last week, you told me it's somewhere between one week and Yeah, so the shortest we've done is like one week. Yeah. Um, previously, couples have come to us like one and a half years before yeah. or even like, I, I think a good timeline would be three to six months. Yeah. Um, but yeah, during this time, it's one week and it's really stressful, but it's super fun as well. Yeah. Um, the challenge. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm personally, I'm someone who loves challenges. So yeah. I... But don't throw too much challenge at her. As you can see, her hair has already grown white in the back and the bottom so. half. Yes. <laughs> very, very stressful times. Yeah. Yeah. And then what, okay, so for now, right, what have you seen the changes in um, wedding florals? For example, last time it would be like big, you know, arches and bouquets and, and whatnot, right? Yeah. So how have they become more intimate in this current climate? Mm, I think a lot is based around the couple. Mm-hmm. So like a backdrop for them where they stand and say their vows. Um, the bridal bouquet, of course, because mm-hmm. this is something that the bride holds the whole day. So yeah. it's something that she holds dearly also. Um, Boutonniere sages, A lot of more personal flowers as opposed to like venue-centric um, uh, arrangements. Yeah. But of course, there are some which we do venue as well. But like I said, it's mostly like a backdrop. Yeah. Not so much like, you know, full-on dining table, aisle, that kind of like full installations. Yeah. Mm. And for people who are going to get married and want to get prepped, how do, like when they come to you, what do they need to know? Or what should they, should they, what if they have no idea or, mm. you know, should they do some homework? I think a lot of people come to us with absolutely no idea. Okay. But I think a good way to start is to know what you like or know what you don't like. Because more often than not, if you know what you don't like, the path to carve out to what you like is easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So think about like the kind of colours you like or the whole look the and smell of the space. Yeah. Today I walked in and this morning <laughs> smelled very citrusy for some reason. Yeah. So smells are one thing also. Um, for my own wedding mood board, I didn't have a board of flowers because I was going to leave it to my team. Mm-hmm. Instead, I had a board of pictures. So I had a lot of pictures of like garden landscapes, um, and I also had uh, some rolling hills, uh, mounds. So Can you these, even do that here? Um, well, artificially, yes. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yes, yes, yes. Not, but I mean, so you guys did create that artificially. I saw a lot of pictures of your wedding. Mm. don't think I saw the mounds. don't think I saw the rolling hills. Well, because there's no big space to do it. Right, so, right, right. The, the I mean, what we tried to achieve for the... You know when we had to demarcate the whole zoning thing? So we had the pleated benches and then we had the mounds there. So it's much um, smaller scale, yeah. but it was an adaptation of what I Wanted. envisioned. Yeah. yeah. So that is so how can we... do we... with the boot board would be mm. good? Yeah. 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 I mean, a lot of people think that they have to show me pictures of flowers and all that, but I, I don't think it's absolutely necessary. Mm. Um, some people also feel quite paisay like, Oh, I like this other florist work, but I don't want to show you that kind of thing. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm completely okay with it. It's just that I have my... I have a certain style, and if it's the floral magic style that you're after, then I think that's Maybe when you know that... the florist yeah, make the magic. 
Yeah. That's when you know that I can execute it for you. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Yes, jumping on to our next subject. Don't even need the notes anymore. (laughs) So with Mm -hmm. the with COVID and all that, I've noticed on my Instagram feed, a lot of my friends have been buying plants for the home. Um, everyone's house has gotten a lot more green, which is amazing. Because I guess if we, um, we live in a city where a lot of people live in small apartments. Mm-hmm. And if your apartment is small and you're always in these four grey walls, it gets a bit stifling, mm-hmm. I would imagine. So a lot of my friends have brought little plants to spruce out the place, which I think is really great. Um, would you have any advice for people who are starting to do home planting? Because I have zero green fingers. I only have butter fingers. Everything seems to slip and slide away from me when it comes to plants. So do you have any advice for people who are going to buy plants for home? Um, what kind of plants would be the best? Mm. I think the like basic rule of thumb if you're going to like a nursery or something, that the plants that are in the shaded area are meant for shaded places in your home. Mm-hmm. And the plants that are in, in uh, direct sunlight mm-hmm. are meant to be in direct sunlight in your mm-hmm. home. So I think most of our home, unless you live like on a landed property or like a rooftop, that it's mostly shaded. Yeah. Um, so shaded plants, I feel like they don't need a lot of care, mm-hmm. not a lot of water. Mm-hmm. Um, a good plant to have at home, I personally, I like, would be Sansevieria. Mm-hmm. So they are good for the air and they are super easy to maintain, only need to water like Can once Can you a spell that out for us? Because when, when I watch these videos and people go Sansevieria, I'm like, how am I ever going to find that online? Are you testing me? Yes. S-A-N-S-E-R. B-E-R-I-A. Okay, roughly. You know, Google has autocorrect, right? Like, just type that in. (laughs) Okay. And then for watering, how do we generally know what what are the usual times of water? I usually put with the soil. Yeah, I mean, some some plants need, like, dry soil. Like, Mm -hmm. for example, cactus. So Mm -hmm. they can't be very wet. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess the, the, the rule of thumb, again, is to... Not overwater, but underwater. Because yes. once you overwater your plant, you can't reverse the action. Mm-hmm. But if you underwater, you can still feed it more water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there are also like now these apps that I also been getting a lot of like Instagram Instagram ads lately. Um, it's the app that can identify your plant and then later teach you. Do you have how any other this app? Maybe share now. Okay. Yeah, but just search them. I remember she talked about it last week as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, so find these apps that help you to identify your plants and what kind of care they need. Mm. That's so helpful. I really find that all these apps these days are really, really well helpful. Yeah, I mean, there are ones that like can pinpoint the, the sickness and illness of your plant also. No way, that's crazy. Yeah, so they'll show you like, oh, yellowing leaves means you might have overwater or there's not enough sun, that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. Interesting. Makes it really easy. Okay, and then I remember we talked about repotting plants. Mm. So if we're thinking about repotting plants, you know, the other thing I noticed that everyone's buying are nice little pots, yeah. cute pots. A lot of people have come to make their own ceramics and ceramics mm. has been doing really well. And so if you wanted to repot your own plant, how should we go about doing that? I would say bring it to the nursery mm-hmm. um, where you're going to buy the plants from mm-hmm. and get them to repot it for you. Oh, let's say we brought it here and we want to buy a plant from you. Do you guys sell plants or no? Only flowers. This is our neighbour. But you did plants for me. Yeah, because you're special. Oh, special. 
um, okay, yeah, so you bring it to the nursery and then get them reported for you. And I think at that time, maybe you should ask what kind of soil they use and if they need vitamins and all that. Yeah, I mean, you always ask when you're not sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the... I'm the shy kind. I know you cannot tell that I'm shy, but I'm the shy kind. Like, I wouldn't... No, I'll be like... I'll be too pricey to ask, like, oh, um, am I doing it right? Like, do I need to add anything? Well, then you can download the app. Right, right, right. Then I'll download the app. Yeah. Huh? Introverts and hermits like me, please download the app. <laughs> yeah. So if we were to order flowers mm-hmm. from Flower Magic or any other florist out there, what would last longer? Because I know that if I want to buy flowers, I want to put it in my home for at least a good two weeks before mm. I change them up, at the very least. And... Um, because we're always home these days, before, if you travel a lot, if you're always at work, there's really not much point because mm. if no one's at home, no one's going to look at it. Yeah. But since we're always home, I notice that the flowers in my home or the plants that she provides me in my home gives me a break from the stress of work. So, for example, I'll be on my computer doing work, editing something, and then I know that I need a break because I'm getting frustrated with myself. I'm getting anxiety of an upcoming project. I actually do look at my plants and take a short break for a minute or two and just study the plant in terms of this flower, what does it look like, how does it smell today, oh, it does, does the colour change from yesterday and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And that actually automatically calms me down and that's why I love having the plants in my home. And so if there are people out there like me who also lean on florals and fauna for that kind of purpose, what would you recommend people get um, that could, that could last a little bit longer with the middle care? Yeah, I think I we, what we do a lot for you is greens, yeah. foliage. So Love those Love obviously it. like last the longest. Mm-hmm. Um, following that, if you're looking at like flowers itself, then I would say um, choose hardier stems. So hardy stems would be Ooh. like woody stems. Yes, for please, example, example, like like Take this. So I mean, you can see very clearly like this is a hardy stem, as opposed to this, for example, which is a bit more bendy and soft. I don't think it's very clean, but okay. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm of the earth. <laughs> I'm of the earth, it's alright. I'm an earth baby. Yeah, yeah. And, and this, and this and is a much they, softer I don't know stem. if they can see this. Maybe I'll do an overlay later. So the two different stems, the hollow, it has like a hollow hole in it. Like the Thai sim, is Thai sim hollow? No. Gang gong. One vegetable has a hollow stem. Kangkong, yes. Right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Woody versus hollow. So the woody ones are hardier. Mm. So these would last really long and they dry well as well. So once your arrangement dies out and it starts the drying process, then you can keep them for even longer. And do you have a specific way of making them dry or just leave it there? What I usually do is like turn flowers upside down. Okay. Yeah. That's because... Some flowers at the tips here, like for example, the, the bulb of the head is very heavy, so the stem will not be ah. able to support the weight. So if right, I dry right, it like right. this, everything is just going to die yeah. like this. Okay. Yeah. So when I turn it upside down, it retains the position. Yeah. It doesn't like droop. Yeah. Mm. And then I remember also talking about this. Uh, for me, I picked the colours of the flowers and plants to match my home. Mm. Um, I feel like that's also important in choosing when you want to choose flowers, like colours that make you happy or make you grounded and whatnot, right? But for me, it's like what goes well with the home as well. So Mm. we talked about this, like if you have a small space, a big bouquet will kind of be your centrepiece. And if a big space, little bouquets maybe add to 
like the toilet or the coffee table or whatnot, mm. it's different little corners that you go to and you, you, you get a little refreshing vibe. Mm. So there really isn't, um, oh, I should get a big bouquet because I have a big house or a small bouquet because I have a small house. It's yeah. really how you feel and what you like and how it complements your home and gives you energy, I suppose. Yeah. How you want your home to feel, basically. Yes, yes. Yeah. Thank you, Lynette, for your time today. And no problem. The last time. I'm really sorry that <laughs> I keep getting these mic problems and then my guests have to make up for it. But then I guess she gets to see me another time. So that's so great for her. <laughs> Alright, thank you, Linda. Thanks so much. Okay, thank you. Thanks. Bye.